another episode of the Cat and Mark show. So today we've actually got a very exciting guest on. Uh, so we actually have one of my clients on. He's one of my regular clients. Uh, we'll just refer to him as Mr. X. So uh, Mr. X today is going to talk to you all about what it's like actually being a purchaser of sex services because on, on this show we talk a lot about it from my point of view, the girl's point of view, and a lot of the time a lot of the time, like when you're hearing about it, it's usually from the girl's point of view, but not so much from a client's or purchaser's point of view. So today we're going to be, uh, you know, uh, I guess dispelling a few of the probably rumors or beliefs people might have about the kind of people that may be bisex and kind of get a little bit of a deep dive into, you know, why people pay for sex and all of those things. So yeah, thank you, Mr. X, for coming on. Thank you. Okay, so maybe we'll start about a little bit about yourself, um, just so that all of our listeners can probably get a little bit of a, a background into the type of person that you are. Um, it's probably especially important because I feel like a lot of people probably have uh, a misconception about the kind of person that would be a client um, that I, I know a lot of people even say to me like, oh, it's probably just like, you know, really old, gross <laughs> um, scary, sketchy people, but you are none of those things. <laughs> you are just a normal person with a normal job that does normal people things. <laughs> so maybe tell us a little bit about yourself so people can get a bit of insight into the kind of person that you are. Yeah. So thank you so much, Kat and Mark, anyway, for inviting me onto the podcast. Really, really a big fan of your um, podcast as well. Um, so I'm in my um, early 30s. Um, I've been living in Sydney for about eight years now in the financial services industry. Um, not a super high income. I'm probably about in just, just above probably you know, middle range. Oh, I doesn't not quite sure what middle range is. Probably about one hundred and fifty, maybe to two hundred. So definitely not like a millionaire. Um, I I live a kind of a, a modest lifestyle. I like to go out to restaurants. You know, I like to kind of go travelling. Um, yeah, and I love sex as well. So that that that's definitely something that we both have in common. <laughs> um, also, yeah. So as everyone can hear, he's just a, a normal guy, and um, as one of my regulars, I can confirm that he's a normal person, <laughs> not sketchy at all. Um, so okay, probably let's like let's start from the beginning. When did you actually first become a a, a client or a purchaser? And um, probably what what made this decision come about? Yeah. I think it probably go back to my early sort of 20s where I kind of started off, you know, going to strip clubs, you know, getting your fake ID. You know, my brother looks exactly like me and he was 18 at the time. So when I go went into the you know, strip club joints, you know, you kind of got a taste of what to expect in that adult industry. And when you're kind of underage at the time, you're like, oh, this is exciting. And then after, um, you know, after a while doing that, I haven't really been one to be, you know, in a relationship most of my life. You know, I've always sort of been single. And so when you're getting that taste of it, you want to feel like, actually, what is it, what's it like to have sex? You know, what's it like to kind of, you know, I've already been, had a lap dance. What's, what's it like going to the next level? 
and the strip club that we used to go to in, in Auckland back in New Zealand, there used to be, you know, quite a, a decent um, brothel next to it. And I'm like, whoa, haven't been up there before. And this one day I was just really, really curious as to how it got. I've had normal sex before unpaid, but it's kind of like the allure, you know, you know, the mystique about it. And so I just kind of went in. It was really awkward. It was an old madam coming. She must have been about 65 years old. And and she goes, all right, this is the prices. And then, yeah, it was it was just basically out of curiosity, to be honest. It wasn't really kind of like, you know, I really wanted to. It's just basically what it was like. And then it, all of a sudden, it was addictive. It's kind of like a drug. You know, sex is addictive. It doesn't matter how you get it. You just have to go get it. <laughs> Why was it addictive um, particularly? Like, was it the because it was an escort? Is that what made it addictive? Is it because it was better than... Yeah, I think it's the ease. I think it's the ease of getting like sex as well. Because again, like I'm a, you know, I'm not a um, shy guy, but I've always had a problem doing the old fashioned way, picking up, you know, women and actually having sex for free. And so it's the fact that it was at your fingertips, you know, you know where to look. There's always websites out there that you can kind of go on and actually choose who you want to. And you know that you pay f- you know, for a service and you'll get something back. Um, but it, it's just really the ease of it. Like anybody can go, it can be all walks of life. Doesn't matter if you can be a billionaire, doesn't matter if you're like a low income earner. Um, you know, the, 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 the escort provider, it's their job to make you feel kind of warm. And I think it's obviously between us, it's kind of like, that's why it's kind of like, I come, you know, back to you repetitively because you know, again, it's ease of service to book, but then also as well, because it's not my really first time, but it was the first time seeing you, you made me feel comfortable. And that was at the same time, because I felt comfortable doing that, I kept on wanting to do it and do it and do it because it was just easy. Cool. And yeah, great. Uh, Mark, I think you had a question. Yeah, didn't you? I'm, I'm I super you curious. Like, so you just uh, obviously rocked up to the brothel the first time. After that, how did you go about I guess, selecting who you would choose or who you would sleep with. Was it just going back to that same brothel? When did you start looking online? Like, I'm curious the how you actually choose the girl, essentially. Of course, of course. So um, it's, it was a wee while ago since the first time, but I can kind of like transgress what I sort of do now um, because I've had a lot of friends in the industry at the moment and obviously working with, um, you know, escorts myself and just being in the line of work I'm at the moment, I kind of know where to look. So either if it's Scarlet Blue or if it's Escort and Babes or if it's on, you know, the world of social media now, it's like Lincoln Bio and usually they will have, say, hey, book me. So they might have a personal site. Um I just, and, and the age of porn, like, you know, a lot of people, you know, view OnlyFans and Pornhub. I'm like, hmm, I want to get that person, you know, I want to relive that porn um, scene. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you want to kind of surf the internet and see what can I find that matches that person or that porn star's experience. And so, or, the, or that personality, you might find a, like, I have a bit of an Asian fetish as well. No disrespect for you, Katya. <laughs> um, but I have like a specific, you know, mm-hmm. I have a specific sort of criteria. And so usually if I want to kind of pick someone, I'll normally go pick someone that I've seen on a porn video or OnlyFans or Instagram, just so I can kind of picture that person and see what they'll be like. That's cool. Mm, that's interesting. So a lot of people actually do 
find people from so- the socials and not on the ad sites. Like I have a few people sometimes telling me that they found me on YouTube or on Apple Podcasts or on Twitter or something like that. And I'm like, oh my God, like that's so random that like people are finding people in these places. So you you do actually use social media as well. I, I because I sort of know so much about the industry now. I, I I'll find it, you know, if it's going to be on a ad, if it's going to be on a podcast. I surf, you know, I kind of know where to look now, and so yeah. But mostly it's Scarlet Blue these days because it's one of the most um, used or talked about, um, you know. Um, independent escort sites um, and then going to you know hearing about the adult awards which I know that you guys did a, such a great job about and congratulations for your podcast award um, but yeah but it's just kind of being in the industry being close to people that are involved in the industry you kind of know where to look now after when you kind of been you know using the services and so yeah, it's it's kind of like you know, it's just something you open your phone and you know you just kind of surf the surf the internet. Do you find that part exciting for yourself? Like actually looking for perhaps the next girl that you're going to to um, be with, hire, or, you know, work with is uh is that because I know for me personally, like if, if I also go out to a club or if I'm on Tinder, if I come across attractive girl, like that part's exciting. I'm wondering for you, like searching for yeah. these goals, is that an exciting part of the process as well? I think as well, if I saw them. You know, obviously, I wouldn't go up to if I knew their escort. Like, I know, um, you know, it's etiquette not to go up to them because you know Mm. everyone has their private lives. But if I saw them on like an OnlyFans um, video or you know a porn video, I know there are escorts in Sydney. That's where I'm based. Mm. um, That are available. Oh my god! You know, I know that person. Mm. I want to go see her. So when you go surfing, like all the different options, you can like, oh my God, I recognize her. I want to kind of like experience that one. So it's definitely the allure of trying to like see people that you've already seen Mm. before, like on the internet, it's kind of like a celebrity, but Mm. for escorts. Um, And when you actually finally see them, it's, it's kind of like, oh yeah, cool. I met that person. I met my, my escort um, sort of goal, but no, it's really, really interesting. Just the journey, but I think it's what's different. Um, if it's the first person, if it's the first time you've done it, I've done it plenty of times before. So it's probably the journey is a lot different mm-hmm. than somebody that's starting up for the first time. But yeah, it doesn't matter if you're first time or, you know, the last time it's always interesting going for a bit of a look and finding out who might be next. And you mentioned that, okay, you might have certain fetishes. So like if you have an Asian fetish, then obviously like you can find women that like match exactly what you're after. I'm curious, are there any other fetishes or like sexual kinks that you've been able to explore through escorts that maybe you might not have been able to so easily explore in your personal life? Yeah. Well, I think as well, you know, a lot of people are scared to kind of really kind of um, hash out all your fetishes with your partner on the non-paid side. You know, you might you might say, oh, I want to do anal, I want to do rim jobs, I want to do this, I want to do that. And you might be scared talking about your partner, but whereas if you're going online, you can actually, re- you know, you can actually kind of filter Um, different fetishes and actually say, right, these are the um, escorts that will provide what you're looking for. So me, myself, um, I'm a person that I'm a bit outrageous. You know, I like a bit of everything. You know, I'm a, I'm not a vanilla guy. I'm, I'm, you know, I always sort of not push the boundary, but like, I'll always like to kind of teeter on that boundary, but being respectful at the same time. Mm -hmm. And obviously talking to our personal situation, Kat, 
as that I saw, obviously you do a you know like a porn star service. I'm like, ha ha, this is going to be you know this is going to be interesting. And so I know that if someone is um, providing a porn star experience, they'll be a bit more open minded. So if you book that porn star experience, you know that all the bullshit of going back and forth, back and forth. Oh, do you provide this? Do you provide that? Escorts will provide a list for a reason. And then if there's anything that's additional, yeah, sure, ask them. But I think a lot of people these days don't really spend the time to read ads and find out exactly what they provide. But there's literally any girl out there for any different person, whether if you're gay, bi, straight, whatever you identify with, there's somebody that will provide a service that will be related to your kink. So I've got a lot of kinks and yeah, it just depends on if that girl provides it, which cat does. <laughs> um, I do provide like a fair few kinks, don't I? Um, okay, so you mentioned that um, like, you know, uh, you might seek out certain kinks that maybe like a partner might not provide. So I'm curious, have you seen an escort while still, whilst in a relationship? That's part one of the question. And then part two of the question is, would you consider seeing an escort to be cheating in the first place? Yeah. So the first one, I haven't had a relationship in a while. I think that's partly the reason why I would seek out sexual services because, you know, I just want to kind of have that girlfriend experience, porn star experience. Um, I think if somebody was in a relationship and you are in an open relationship, I think that's okay as long as you are wanting to explore your sexuality and bring someone in. Um, but I would think, though, if you're going behind your partner's back to seek out a sexual fantasy, I think that will be cheating. Some people might have a different view, but I feel like you need to be open about these things, especially if you want to like do a threesome or a foursome with other different people doing swingers clubs. That's absolutely fine because you are having that open community. I'm all about honesty. So if you're not really open with your partner about what you are wanting, so if I had a girlfriend and I really loved anal sex or I really love, you know, you know, um, either rim jobs, and if you're not comfortable, then go and speak to your partner and say, hey, I really want to try this. I really want to try that. You know, um, if you do, if your partner loves you, they will listen to you and hey, they might be open to say, right, hey, go fulfill your fantasy and then come back. And then obviously you'll still love each other, but you have to have a special kind of relationship to do that. But I think, yeah, that's a kind of a, you know, a broad question, but it just really depends on if you're in an open relationship and definitely, yeah, seek out your partner's advice of, you know, how you like to live out that fantasy if it's possible or not. Cool. Yeah. Do you think you'd be able to stop seeing escorts if you were in a relationship? For me, like I'll still, you know, still be involved because again, that's part of my nature as well. I think that <laughs> again, it's a, it comes to addictive nature. But again, if I was in a relationship, I think I'll definitely, you know, the the lim the limit will be a lot more down. You know, obviously, I'm I'm not going to go every month or whatnot. Um, it might be the situation where I might bring my partner to a strip club or I might limit the, the, the content of, you know, what I might ask, or I might say, Hey, let's, let's get a, a girl in and pay for that person to come and enhance that experience. But it's not so much stopping, but I think the limitation will come into it. So seeing escorts smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. It's, um, it's an interesting thought because I know a lot of clients that I see, um, 
don't yeah so like it is a bit of a debate where it's like some people are like oh it's not cheating because it's paid and then and it's like unemotional um yeah sorry mark i just cut you off keep cutting you off no, you're <laughs> right, you're right. <laughs> um i was just wondering like how often are you seeing escorts at the moment oh uh, i would say at a starting point once a month Um, I'm mainly more of the, um, the massage side, so like an erotic massage Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm so pissed off if you go to like a normal, when I say a normal massage, if you go to like a five, so you go to a crown or you go to the Sofitel or you go into a normal massage where it's not sexual Mm -hmm. and they kind of rub your legs up and you feel like, fuck, well, is that it? Can you finish me off? (laughs) That's why I go to... That's why I go to like an erotic massage though, because at least they do a semi good job of your massage. Mm. And then obviously you get relief from that. Mm. So I normally do that probably once a month or even once every three weeks, but mainly it's once a month. Um, But in the sex aspect to it, it's not kind of like every month, maybe once every kind of, you know, every second month, but it's really depends on my mood. Really. If I really want to have that sort of release or, um, it, it just, it just really depends on what, what I feel for that current time. But normally I sort of revert back to that erotic massage. Okay. And is this like planned in advance? Are you like, okay, next week I'm going to book in for a massage or is it like, okay, today I'm feeling fucking horny, right? Like I, I need a release. Exactly. I need to book this in like right now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a person, I'm, again, I know sometimes escorts as well will love to lock in time um, to say, right, hey, lock in time for your availability. But for me, because in my line of work, um, my my schedule can change. And so sometimes I will book in depending on if it's going to be more of a longer booking. So I know um, if I'm going to book someone for like, say, two or three hours or, you know, even like even if it's overnight, I'll definitely book that in. But generally speaking, probably 90 percent of the time, um, it'll be like you said, Mark, I'm fucking horny. I want to mm. go see someone and then I'll act on that impulse. And if it's on that given day, I'll seek out, look on who's available and then go from there or just venture into the local uh, massage sort of parlor mm. and it's not those dingy you know not the dingy one which is the colorful lights and say massage it's you know <laughs> a, like a, a reputable um a, a reputable company that you know everybody knows mm. that it's you know legit okay and interesting do you find that I, I know you mentioned you haven't had a relationship for a while do you th- how do you think seeing escorts and getting sex work affects that at all like do you feel that okay i'm getting this relief this way so i don't really feel like i need a relationship or do you feel that like okay having these experiences and and seeing these escorts actually gives me the confidence now to go out and like uh seek another relationship like how do you think it affects your personal life sure i think sex wise it makes me feel stronger because i'm able to be a lot more open sometimes you can be a bit too open um but i feel as well it can affect my ability to do the old-fashioned way because as you all know cat as well being a you know a service provider you know you're providing a your you know a euphoria euphoria you know everything is kind of fugazi it's everything is kind of like i pay you and you give me a service that you, i feel that it's you know that you feel that i should um, f- um you know feel like so I think it, yeah, it does affect me. To, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, like, Tinder Girl, bam, bam, bang. It's kind of like you don't know what to expect. But I know that if I go to Cat 
and you know pay your whatever amount of money that you'll charge i know that you know you'll give me an experience that i would respect because i know that you are reputable you know you're you know you're you're priced at that level where, you know, it is quality. Um, but back to your question mark as well, you know, definitely over the over the last, you know, what whatever decade that I've been, you know, seeking out these services, it does affect because, again, I know how easy to seek out these services. So it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a cop-out, you know, oh, rather than kind of going out to the club and actually you put your big boy's pants on and go do the old-fashioned work and say, right, I'll call up my contact who I kind of know and actually say, hey, are you available? All right, let's go. That's fair. And do you think your, um, on that note, do you think your sex life has improved in like when you have personal sex because of your experience with escorts? You said you were able to like explore fetishes. Like, yeah. I'm curious, do you ever yeah. um, perhaps like get feedback from the girls or obviously you're allowed to, I guess, like practice some of these like kinks and things that you're exploring. So do you think that impacts your personal sex life? I think it makes it, well, somewhat better for me because I kind of, I, I can kind of uh, make things interesting, you know, you know, if I meet someone, you know, naturally for the first time and, you know, I have the ability to kind of maybe try new things that I might've um, tried on with a professional or seen on, on porn sites or only fans, but, you know, it's kind of like the whole, it's practice, you know, practice makes sort of perfect, really. So if you are seeking out these services and you are going with a professional that is like legitimate and it's top of the game, like Kat, you know, obviously very, very professional in, a, in, a, in her own right. If you keep on having sex and you keep on having a professional, obviously you are going to get better. You can ask these escorts for tips because, hey, you know, they're professionals. They're, you know, they're happy to tell you what makes, you know, you know, what makes a girl tick. So definitely there are plus sides as well. But I think it's, you know, you don't want to get into a trap where that's reality because definitely sex work as well is not reality. It is like, you know, it is a fake kind of sense of um um, you know, it's, it's, it's euphoria, you know, for me, I'm in this area, I feel happy, you know, I paid for that service, I can kind of act out whatever I want. Mm -hmm. However, in reality, it's not like that. But I think if we can take some things that I can learn from being with an escort and provide that and make it a bit more fun. But yeah, sometimes I can get feedback that I'm a bit crazy, but hey, that's all part of the fun. <laughs> you get feedback, you're a bit crazy. That's awesome. Why, why do you think you get that <laughs> feedback? <laughs> Oh, look, you know, sometimes, you know, I can be on a, you know, I can, you know, let's say we're having sex on a, on a, you know, on bedroom, classic bedroom or whatnot. It can be, I'm like, let's fuck against the, like, whoa, let's fucking, let's fucking lick my ass or let's, let's, let's fucking anal. And, and look, I'll flip you, I'll flip you around, slap, slap my face or, you know, I'm going to fucking slap you, you know. Yeah, you are a little bit kinky from oh, experience. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you get caught up in the moment sometimes, but it's not just you. Like a lot of clients will get caught up in the moment and maybe do things. Like I talk on the show all the time about how I try to convert my clients to like getting fingered up the asshole. <laughs> and like in the moment, a lot of these guys will just do things that maybe they wouldn't have done otherwise because exactly what you were saying, you're in this like euphoric kind of um, like a trance almost and you're just like, yes, oh, my God, there's so many things going on um that yeah you'll be willing to kind of sometimes try things especially when like when you're with a provider as well like especially some providers get very theatrical and you just get yeah you, you literally get like hypnotized almost <laughs> i think <laughs> 
I think as well, it's a mark of a, an excellent escort or a, a service provider as well, where you make the client feel like kind of like it's exactly you are their girlfriend, you are their sort of boyfriend in, in a sense. Um, and if you make them feel comfortable, whether it's going to be someone that's been seeing an escort for, you know, the 15 millionth time or the first time. You know, they will pick up on their body language as well and just kind of go with the flow. Um, I hate sort of, you know, having stories about saying, oh, you know, you know, I hear stories about punters will say, right, do this, do that, or um, maybe can you do this? Well, I think it's the, the communication beforehand and during the, like, hey, if you want something to happen, ask. Don't just kind of sit there and go, oh, why why isn't cat doing this why isn't doing that i think it's you know again if you are a mark of a really high high class escort you'll pick up on these things and kind of kind of almost kind of um without the client knowing hey try this and eventually it'll happen naturally Mm. yeah yeah i couldn't agree more you mentioned uh a good escort will give you those experience like almost like feeling as if you're like the boyfriend right so on that yeah. note, what um, I guess like what benefits do you think you find other than because I think when a lot of people hear escort, it's like okay, it's very pleasurable sex. You said you get to act out some fantasies, you get to be with girls that you've seen in porn and things like this. What else do you get out of this experience other than just purely the pleasure? If you can just talk to that a little bit, well, I think it's just kind of having someone that's completely unrelated to your personal life. I know sometimes, very, very, very rarely, that the relationships might happen because of being a client, but I think it's just you know, you can kind of talk to that escort regarding that anything, mm. regardless of what's happening in your personal life. You know, you know, I've just got a new dog or I've got a new job or I'm going on a holiday um, or, you know, I'm having trouble with this. I think it's just kind of having that someone that is disconnected from your personal life and there's someone to go to, almost like a counsellor. I hear so many stories about, you know, sometimes guys don't even pay, pay for the sex. They just pay for your time. And I think that's what I sometimes enjoy the most as well, because I love talking about what I've been doing or the girls that I've been seeing. And again, generally speaking, you get the feeling that they actually care and, you know, they will care and you develop this kind of bond. And so the next time you go back to them, it feels like you're long lost friends. I think that's sometimes why people will go back to an escort because again, they enjoyed their company. They don't feel like they're trash. You know, you're, you're actually remembered. And again, Kat, obviously, you know, it's just a, you know, very welcoming. And again, yeah, sure. There's the sex part of it. Boom, boom, done. Um, hopefully, you know, it can last a bit longer, but um but afterwards, you know, I love chatting afterwards. It's kind of like I love kind of sitting down and just say, not talking about my performance, but mm. talking about just in general, hey, what's your life like? You know, what have you been doing? Where are you going on tour? Just generally speaking about things that you might not kind of find out online, but just like a behind the scenes, mm. like tour almost. Okay, that's cool. So like, in a ch- yeah, so a chance to basically speak to someone that you know is there to actually listen and, and care about what you have to say exactly to be able to like let things off your chest and then also like find out more about like her as well essentially so all right that's cool yeah yeah all right i also have I'm, oh sorry uh, go on cat oh no i've got a right, thousand no, go, questions go. i'm so sorry but you. i know i know <laughs> I, I, I just, well so do i as well oh my goodness i know this might go a little bit over an hour but 
Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of questions. Okay, go. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, I was just wondering, <laughs> like, you, you seem very open and almost like I, I get a sense of like, almost like pride about like these experiences that you've had and that you're sharing. I'm curious, have you ever felt shame around this? Like, uh, you know, the first time you said you went out of curiosity and it was like maybe a bit awkward the first time, but uh, did you ever have any shame or anything you had to get over? Like, you know, I don't feel shame at all. Like now I think a lot of people, you know, sometimes my friends will, you know, know that I kind of love a bit of um, bit of um, escorts or strippers or whatnot. Like they kind of know. It's not something that I would blurt out and say, right, I'm proud, you know, of being it. It's just normally... It, it, it's it's part of me you know i'm not i'm not going to say that i'm going to go i'm going to pay for sex for the rest of my life mm. i don't really care i don't think it sh- should be a shame it's kind of like a it's like it's kind of the same thing where um if you go to an expensive hairdresser or if you go to an expensive pt or an expensive um service it doesn't matter if it's professional or you know anything you know you're paying for that service because you know you get value and so i think that you should not have any shame whatsoever so even your listeners you know might be scared to go an escort just go for it don't doesn't really mean you don't really have to tell anybody mm. just live out your fantasy just go t- jump online there's so many different resources that you can kind of look up people's um people's you know um feedback you know you know you can go into scarlet blue under most um escorts you know providers you can kind of see past people that might left uh, any feedback um but yeah man, i don't really have any shame mm. like you know people will know you know who you are and if they truly value your friendship it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you go to an escort and you just laugh it off. But it's not something that I'll kind of blurt out and tell the world and like advertise I see escort every day. It's more some <laughs> private life, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm curious because like there is a stigma, I guess, a- around it, like around being a client. But I'm curious, like do you, do, do you talk to any of your friends about it? Like is this a thing guys talk about or is it something that guys keep secret or do you refer girls to each other? I've heard stories of like guys referring girls to their friends that were really good. Like I don't know. Is that a thing? Yeah. I wouldn't say my, in my kind of my per, like in my close network, I, you know, sometimes I'd sort of joke about it. Like, you know, if we're on the, on the drinks or um, out and partying, I might kind of let, oh yeah, I kind of, you know, yeah, I, I went and saw an escort, right? And they'll all laugh and, oh yeah, you know, you know, that, that's, um, you know, I was going to say my nickname, but yeah, that's my nickname really. Um, but yeah, I talk to my friends sort of about it all sort of all the time, but again, I don't, I wouldn't say like, oh yeah, hey, you go to see this person. If it's going to be client based, sometimes I get really close with a particular client and say, hey, you know, they might want to um, have some, you know, some, you know, some, you know, alone time. And so, especially when I was living in Dubai, um, obviously that's the sex industry here, it's illegal. But, you know, when I, in the position that I was, I was able to kind of say, hey, contact this number, right? Because I knew that that was something that I can refer to that client to and actually have that good service. But in between friends, we joke about it, but it's not like, hey, you go to this place or you go to this place. It's more like strip clubs, but definitely when it comes to sex, it's a bit more personal, but we joke about it every now and then. And if yeah, ever- interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I thought guys would like, yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm a girl, so I have no idea like what guys talk about. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, it yeah, we, if, we talk about, sorry. You know, I was going to say, it just depend. I think, I'm, if everyone's on that same level. Like, I, I'm sure if you had a friend that was exactly. came to you and said, 
hey, by the way, I, I, this massage place is amazing. And like, I go to this escort service or this escort in particular. If they were open with it, I think you'd probably be super open with it too. But it's, I, it's yeah, I, I guess it's tough knowing who's <laughs> who's in that, well, in that basket. Well, I think, yeah, again, exactly. It's, it's basically, you know, if we're on the same wavelength, if we're on party and whatnot, and you can read between the lines when I say party, like we're on a Bucks party as well. Oh, hey, let's get some let's get some girls over, right? Then I'm like, all right, cool. I've got a number, right? So people will kind of know that you might have the contacts in that industry. But again, I'll never kind of force on someone or, you know, just automatically make Mm. someone feel uncomfortable. If somebody was, if we're on a Bucks party or if you're in a party out and you can kind of sense everybody might be thinking the same thing, then obviously blurt it out. Oh, let's get some girls around or let's get some um, waitresses around if that's what, you know, it's Mm. called waitresses in Sydney. Um, Then again, that's something that you can kind of um, get your friends involved. But yeah, definitely you just want to make sure everybody is on the same vibe because if they don't, you don't want to make that one person feel uncomfortable. Fair cool. Yeah. And have you ever tried, um, have you ever been like a sugar daddy, like seeking arrangements or anything like that? Um, have you explored I tried to. Yeah, I've, you know, again, um, I tried to, but again, you have to really be careful with um, the whole arrangement, um, Sugar Daddy, because again, there's so many fakes out there where I'm sure, Kate, you might get proposition all the time in your line of work, but, you know, you say, oh, hey, baby, I'll, I'll, I'll buy you a car, I'll buy you this, buy you that, or I will, you know, give you, you know, allowances. Yeah, I like, I've been on those sites before, but again, that was just kind of like just to see what was out there mm. you know i'll take girls out for dinners but it is a it's hard work man because again girls will girls have been on that site for a reason and they've been through so many guys they know all the tricks mm. and so if you want to be a sugar daddy it's purely for status it's purely for ego um and again it's kind of like the Again, it's not really technically that's how sugar uh, seeking arrangement can get around it because it's not saying because most of those girls will be there for sex, but it's not specifically marketed. It's all about what happens between individuals. It's up to them, and that's a way around not be calling escorting because again, sugar daddy is just basically you know giving a girl money for that experience, you know, mm-hmm. to provide that lifestyle and what happens between them. But then you know, I think we're all adults here and we can kind of see between the lines. You know, sugar dadding is. Vols or some sex or whatnot, but yeah, no, I'm not really about the sugar daddy vibe either because it really is just guys looking for a cheap escort. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. It's they want an escort, they just don't want to pay escort rates. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, Pete, girls will be out there and, and will accept it, but like you know, girls that have been around the block, they know all the tricks. You know, they can see right through it. And so, if if a guy is sort of watching this and say, right, hey, I'm going to try it. Just be prepared, mate, because these girls that you might see, they've been all through it. They've got thousands. They've probably had 100 guys meshing the same thing. So uh, me personally, I've never, I haven't been on that site for for about five years now because I know that I won't be able to provide that person's experience or what they're wanting. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's something that I won't really necessarily, unless I get into the status of millionaire status or billionaire status, which hopefully will come soon. But again yeah that's something that's not really for me yeah because it is it's like a full-blown relationship but yeah look it's i could talk about the sugar daddying stuff it is, it is yeah i know and if for like half the amount of money like not even like a quarter of the amount of money but speaking of relationships and stuff have you ever had feelings for an escort or would you like would you date a sex worker 
Like, I haven't really had feelings for it. Like, you know, sometimes, again, I always, yeah, maybe when I was a bit younger, but then now I know that industry, I know how it all works, you know, I know it's fake, you know, I know that I wouldn't be able to, like, necessarily hypothetically say, right, I'm going to go out with Kat because it's kind of like you see me as a, a client now. If it was the other way around and hypothetically if I met you at a club, I didn't know you if you were an escort, right? And we developed feelings and we got into a relationship. Then you told me you're an escort. I might be, I might be okay with it because I know that that's your job. You don't really have that emotional attachment to it as well. But um, I know not to really get attached because I, it's, it's fake, you know. It's, you know, it's not really something that you can get. It. Some people will be very, very strong. You might have some stalkers there, Kat, and say, right, oh, my God, you know, oh, I love her, you know, oh, I, I want to be with her. But I know that's not right. It's not healthy. I know not to kind of really get too much attached unless um, you really discuss that with that person. And, hey, some I know some escorts have actually got relationships and um, when when they're seeing a client. Hey, that that's how the world works. You might find a client that, hey, oh, he he's well he's well mannered. I want to get involved with him. But for me, I just kind of treat it as business and pleasure and two different things. And if I want to act on one of them, then I keep it completely separate. It's kind of like, you know, tax time, right? Personal and business expenses, keep it separated. It's kind of <laughs> sex, right? Your business and personal. That's gold. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a pretty healthy approach, I think. I, I like that. So when it comes to seeing escorts then, how often would you repeat and see like the same escort again? Or do you prefer the variety and like seeing seeing different people? Oh, look, you know, like for example, in, in Kat's case, you know, I kind of knew, well, the reason pretty much I kind of booked the second time in the first place is that, again, I won't go too much in detail of how, of how the, the booking was easy, but, you, you know, me and Kat will know what I'm talking about. It was just so easy, you know, deposit, done, boom, it was so easy. And so for me, I know now that if I was to see Kat again, it's just going to be one text, and if, if I'm going to book it, done, I'll see her in about half an hour, however long. Mm -hmm. um, but to answer your question a bit more sort of thoroughly is that um, if I've been with that particular person before, yes, I kind of have that in the back of the mind and I'll save that sort of number so it will come up again. Mm -hmm. But I like variety. Sometimes it's, you know, it's always kind of nice to see different people. Um, but Sydney's got – I'm not quite sure if you've seen it, Scarlet Blue these days, there's literally hundreds of people. Mm. And so it's kind of impossible unless <laughs> you want to go out on a routing mission to go <laughs> see every single person. But there might be there might be a circle yeah. of girls where you might not rotate, but you can kind of see, right, I've seen that person. Oh, I might go to that person now. Oh, I might go to that mm. person now. So there might be repeats, but, yeah, it just really depends. A, hey, I'm up for Asian. It's kind of like picking for dinner. I'm up for Asian. I want Italian. I want mm. French. I want this. I want that. I want short, fat, skinny, big boobs. Mm. Art. <laughs> it really depends. Yeah, I'm curious, just going into that a little bit more, is there any deal breakers or anything specific that you look for when you're picking someone? Like, for instance, like I know a big debate in the escort world is whether or not you should have a website or a well-written bio or selfies up, like, you know, just little things like that. Is there any deal breakers or specific things that you will look for or even just professional photos or something like that? 
or price range. I don't know. Yeah, and, and again, it just really depends on, again, this is from, you know, the girl's point of view as well. It really depends on, I know that you'll get a lot more traction if you see your actual face, but I know a lot of girls out there um, are very, very private. So again, that, that's absolutely fine. Do you only go for face out providers or will you see someone that doesn't show face? Like I, I, I would prefer because then you can kind of see what, you know, sometimes I've had situations where it's a bit of a catfish, um, but these days now, yeah, oh, got some yeah story. If if we had three hours, you know, you will hear somebody ringers. Oh, but we can circle um, back to some of those stories. <laughs> yeah, well, like you know, you, you might have. I know I won't name the the agency, but I remember I was going on a holiday, and. Um, and I saw this beautiful blonde. I used to be into, you know, that Eastern European look, beautiful tits, it, the whole nine yards, 10 out of 10 in my eyes. And then all of a sudden, it's the old classic bait and switch um, tactic. Um, you know, you expect that girl, but then when they knock on the door, it's like, who the fuck are you? Like, you know, um, and I'm like, what? and you're kind of compelled to see that person because that girl has out of the way, but... Again, I'm very, very open to saying, no, fuck off. That's not the person um, that I want to see. And, you know, and agencies will be aware of that. So now I think uh, it's really good. I know that Adult Awards has an award for photo authenticity. And I think that's really, really important to have, to have content that is really relative to your personality. If you feel like you're going to say, right, you provide porn star experiences or, you know, you, you have this, just make sure that, you actually show that in your in your profile. I know that kind of is a bit kind of an open ended one, but um, well, sorry, will you will you research like a, a provider's social medias and stuff first? Oh, I think it, I think it's all it's always natural. I think every single like oh no, it's really not. It's really not. Like sometimes I get pe- I still get I still get people who think I'm not real, and I'm like I literally have like thousands of hours of videos of myself on YouTube. How could I not like I couldn't be any more real, but you still get the people that think that I'm not real. And I'm like, I literally couldn't be more real. I have more content online than probably any other provider in Australia. <laughs> and people still think I'm not real because they just don't look. Yeah, well, hey, guys, anybody out there, Kat's real, <laughs> by the way. She, 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 she's real. She's got a mouth as a fucking hell. Um, yeah, 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 man. Yeah, man. Like, I, I, I've got stitches on my fucking cock because I nearly broke off. Um, anyway, no. No, but like, um, but I think it's well, it's all about, you know, linking to your personal, um, like profile. Well, when I say personal profiles, like, you know, you might have on your Scarlet Blue profile, my Twitter or whatnot, and just try be obviously without giving away too much of your personal self, just try and provide as much context. Hey, Lincoln by OnlyFans, Lincoln or Lincoln by Twitter, having most content out there or having a private website. I think private websites are good um, because obviously that's your personal website. It's completely separate to uh, Scarlet Blue. You've made it, you spent the money, um, the content on it as well, but you'll always get people that will think you're you're fake. You know, you'll, you'll get punters out there and you will not stop that. I think it's just, you know. Yeah, but I feel like that's their own fault. Like a lot of these people like are the ones that are saying I'm fake. They've clearly not read my profile because with like three clicks into my links and stuff, you can very easily tell that, yes, I'm a real person. If they were to go onto my Instagram, they could see me. Like, for instance, I'm in in Adelaide right now. Like 
three clicks, they would see like, oh, okay, she actually is in Adelaide right now. Like, oh, look, this is her story of her doing something in this place that I'm at. Um, yeah. So, yeah, even like, yes, yeah, looking at my YouTube videos, like you can literally say that I'm real. So I think that it's just that people are just not looking. <laughs> they're not like doing yeah, their research. And then they're like, oh, I've been scammed before. And it's like, well, you probably didn't read anything. <laughs> That's why you got scammed. <laughs> no, ex- exactly. And I think as well it's so important um, – I just sent the message, by the way, just in the chat, just FYI. Um, I just think it's um, very much important as well for punters as well to read the fucking bio because, again, there's so I read so many different, like, um, girls that are on Insta stories and actually provide, you know, people say, oh, hey, babe. I'm like, uh, yeah, what, what, what's up? Oh, you available? I'm like, okay. How long for? What service? And it, I think a lot of people have to read the fucking bio because you've spent time and effort um, to to make that profile, all those pictures, all that information. And if somebody can't take the time to spend five minutes to read what is exactly on your ad, then fuck them. Like you, that, that's not worth their attention. And so if people are watching this as well and saying, "Oh, why is she not responding? She's being a bitch." Well. You're being a cunt. Like you're, you're, you're not providing that respect for you know respect to that person that's provided the information for a reason. Mm. So yeah. if you have a question, most likely it will be in your bio. Oh, a hundred percent. I like. I will stop. Like if I can tell that somebody hasn't read my profile, like if they ask me questions like, "How much do you charge?" or like, or even just, like, "Can I see a photo of you?" It's like you clearly have not read anything. Hundred <laughs> percent. So what would your advice be then um, for someone looking for an escort, right? Like what site would you recommend? Um, how would you get them to like vet for the right girl? Um, do you have any advice for, for guys yeah. starting? Out? Yeah, sure. Well, I think again, I, again, I'm not like paid by this company as well. I'm just using it from personal experience. Again, Scarlet Blue is just because it's just so widely, you know, known um, through different sort of channels. Um, I just recommend there's finding some, you know, like a channel that you feel comfortable with. And again, I would probably recommend Scarlet Blue and then Escort and Babes. But Scarlet Blue just has such more of a, a better platform of information. Um, when vetting girls as well, try and see if they have a, a well, I'll say OnlyFans, but if you want to kind of see a bit more action and see what they might like, might consider subscribing to their profile mm-hmm. um, and to see what they're like and, you know, they might f- have some videos and then kind of see exactly their profile and see if they provide that porn star experience and whatever, whatever. You just have to do your research first. If you feel um, like you're ashamed about going there, don't, don't be ashamed. Like, you know, you know, the sex industry is real. It is legal in Australia. You pay taxes. And so don't feel like you're, if you go into an escort, you're doing something illegal. It's quite the opposite. You're helping people make a living. Mm. So I just feel like, you know, just don't like, don't be ashamed. Just go online, be curious, shop around, and you might have the time of your life. Well said. And oh, very good. I, I have to go back to this uh <laughs> the, the catfish experience. So many questions. Um, the what? what the catfish? Uh, oh yeah, some of the stories. Yeah, really. what, what yeah we, without naming names or anything. And why? And why do you think the bad experiences happened as well? Let's let's also talk about that. There's two stories. Two stories. <laughs> All right. um, because I've I've had from like the other side of things. I, I dated a girl that was an escort, and she told me she used to work in an agency where they did that, where 
essentially they just had like a photo oh, of a my agency girl. used to do that as well yeah and yeah my agency used to do that too but it wasn't like fake girls it was like it was us but if they wouldn't tell us so sometimes i would rock up to a booking and they'd be like oh you're not this girl like yeah. and they had actually booked one of the other girls but they just sent me because i was available but didn't tell them yeah so that's happened to me like a few times and yeah. like and, and it's very awkward then when I get there and I'm like, oh, no, sorry, I'm not like, yeah, I'm not, not Chantel or whichever, whoever it was. <laughs> yeah. And also, and also as well, like you can kind of tell, um, especially it's prevalent on Escort and Babes. Again, I'm not banging on Escort and Babes. Again, that's a, again, I, I, I respect every form of platform out there. But you can see on the Asians, um, again, not kind of signaling out, but you can see like all these sort of Asian profiles and you can kind of see, you know, 200 bucks. I'm like, I can guarantee that's not going to be the same person mm. because, again, you know, they love to kind of put up a beautiful kind of um, picture, but then also as well, there's so many people that are so gullible. Yep, pick that profile. And then, yeah, and there's a lot of people, a lot of ads will be like, right, you'll get 100% money back if it's, you know, if I'm not real. And I'm like, well, you're not going to say that if it's not going to be real. So, yeah, yeah, there's plenty of stories I can bloody tell you, mate. But, yeah, that one um, was, yeah, I I literally just said, no, you're not right. And then the, 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 the agency called me up. And said, "Oh, what's going on?" I'm like, that is definitely not the person. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't take the picture, but like, you know, this person had brunette hair in the ad. It was platinum blonde. I can understand you got even girls can have hair changes and whatnot, but definitely this girl had like. Again, I'm not again not doing any shaming, but this girl was a bit kind of heavier than in the photo mm. the girl in the photo was like and skinny like, i was going for that kind of look mm. but when she turned up i'm like that is not even close <laughs> that is not even close yeah, agencies love doing and, that um. <laughs> yeah and then i had it and then i had another agency from i think it was for yeah, it was from a different agency actually and this is more uh, more what actually happened was there's a lot of agencies where obviously girls will go back to back bookings. You know, they might kind of go on a yacht booking, and you know, obviously there's the alcohol involved, there's the drugs involved, and you know, um, and the girl sort of turned up, and yeah, she was relatively, you know, I didn't really kind of notice anything, and then anyway, you know, I kind of lied back, and she was doing a blow job, and then all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I'm like what's that in her sort of mouth? And it was something coming out of her mouth. And all, and all of a sudden, um, oh. like I kind of woke, or not woke up, but I kind of like put more attention um, to her. And then she just full on did a, almost a power chuck on my cock. No. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was like, fuck off. And she was completely, oh, you know. In her, in, her, in her defense, like sometimes if, if were you was it like a, a deep throat like were you like no 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 no, no. Oh, was, okay. it wasn't deep throat it was drunk. literally okay. just you know go, going for it i wasn't like shoving her head down because i know that if your gag reflex is obviously not really that strong you know you obviously will probably able to kind of like spew up but this one here was disgusting um she was gorgeous <laughs> but i think she was a bit too drunk and then i'm like no nah, fuck off you know i've not through her but like yeah. politely pushed her away you know those links bottles um, you Link know the, power, the the body washes. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, you go, yeah. I literally had to tip the entire Lynx oh, bottle no. on my fucking cactus and really scrub it. And, oh, no, um, slack. Accidents happen. <laughs> yeah, accidents do happen. But, man, when you're on the punter's side, it's kind of like, well, yeah, yeah I didn't really go back to the agency again. I prefer, you know, the yeah. independent escort. I, I think it's one <laughs> and thing. And this is why like I always sober. say. But if you're walking up to a booking fucking drunk and then vomiting. Yeah, this is why I always say don't. Don't drink or do drugs like when working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always say that I, I don't, yeah. and I always tell everyone that they shouldn't because, like, especially when you're drunk, things like that can absolutely happen. Like, yeah. especially when you're not thinking, or even worse. Like, so I think it's a safety issue. Like, if girls are like drinking or whatever at bookings, because how do you know this client, like, the client might take advantage of you without you even realizing? Exactly. If you've obviously not fully with her, they might steal from you. Like, I've heard, I've heard plenty of stories from girls where, well, on both sides, where clients have gotten drunk and girls have stolen from them or when girls have gotten drunk and clients have stolen from them. So, yeah, it can be dangerous for, for both parties if you're not, like, fully with it, I think. No, exactly. But definitely it comes to the, the you know, what you, like, from, from now on, I'm like, I'll second guess if I, if I was to go to that agency. Because I know that agency and it's very, very prevalent in, in um, New South Wales, but I'll never go back to that one because I know that that kind of experience that I had, well, A, it was definitely not a cat trick because it was exactly what the the profile matched up to be um but i think as well you just have to realize that yeah if you're going to -to back-to-back bookings as well um just make sure like before you go to the booking make sure you tidy up yourself and kind of you know just be refreshed because sometimes as well it can be a bit of an ick that a girl will turn up and you know you might not realize that might be drunk but it's just your presentation is all comes back to that kind of like what you see them like if you see that this girl rocking up and she's drunk then obviously you you might have sex with them but yeah the experience is not gonna be that great so it's always natural is always the best um you know like you said no drugs no alcohol involved because that's just raw talent it's raw like you know what your experience is exactly what you're going to get and yeah i agree this is one question I have, which is: you said you, you get uh, <laughs> you're essentially thing? you're essentially uh, maybe see an escort like once a month, right? Which isn't that often. Right? Yeah. I was expecting a little bit more. But uh, have you ever worried that this will become like a bit of an expensive habit or a bit of an addiction? Like, how do you stop yourself no. from only doing it once a month or not? Like, uh, booking yeah. like a lot more hours or overnights than you than you wanted to. Like, how do you manage that? Yeah, it, it is definitely something that I am. <laughs> Not when I say battling, it's not like like it is. Well, when I say I don't like to call it addiction, but it kind of is. You you just have to say bank statement. And if I say bank statement to myself, I'll look at my bank account. I'm like, fuck me, I don't really have enough money to kind of pay for that. Mm. Then I'm like, well, that's why I'll try to really. It's all you, you can't. You can't really. People can't make say right don't go on escort right you'll probably do the complete opposite mm-hmm. you 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 are you are your own boss like you're the only person that can stop it um because i know that you know i've been through money problem money problems before i've been through that um and i know what it's like to be on the bones of your ass and kind of um living from paycheck to paycheck you know i'm not saying that i'm completely comfortable now but like it is an expensive habit, but you just have to be true to yourself. Just look in your bank account. And if you cannot pay cash or if you cannot afford it, then just don't don't like borrow money. Don't like get loans. Don't get credit cards and whatnot. If you're gonna get a credit card and if they accept credit cards, yeah, but pay that straight back. Mm-hmm. You, again, you just have to be truthful and not kind of just say, right, I have to go. 
I just say now, if, if, if it's, it could be anything, it could be like an expensive like shoe or it could be drugs. It could be anything. I just look at my, my phone and, or in my head. And if I'm, if I'm thinking, Oh, I'm going to go to a massage, I'll say bank statement. Fuck. Nah, I can't do it Mm. because I, I can't literally physically can't get the money out from anywhere. So that sort of stops me from going overboard. Sounds good. Kat, do you have uh, any other questions? I do. Um, I guess my last one, just before we wrap up, is has your tastes um, and preferences in escorts, has it changed over time since you first started doing oh, yeah. it? Because I know a few of well, my clients have said that at first they go for the more PSE uh, porn star looking girls with the big boobs and the blonde yeah. hair, but then kind of <laughs> go more girlfriendy as they get older. I don't know if that's the same for you, but a few of my clients have told me that, that they start out extreme and then go more natural. Um, yeah, well, yeah, like I used to be into Europeans, like they like Russian look as well. And then obviously into Asians, like if it was my personal side, I prefer, you know, obviously the Asian, the Oriental sort of side. Um, but again, it's just basically the mindset sometimes as well. You look at a profile, you want the big tits, you want the fucking big, you know, you want everything, you want a real kind of ever experience as well. But it, it, it just really depends on how horny you are or how close or if you if you watched porn before if you look like at, at a Brazzers scene or you're looking at one of your favorite porn stars you might kind of say oh look i feel i want big tits today and like you go for it it really it, just, it evolves every month or every it evolves every day people will either go to that same person because again you might have one cat that you know you might have a client that will see every week because i know it's that that's what they prefer. But for me, I'm, it really depends. I can be one side. I can be the whole fake look, you know, when it's silicone breast, the BBL, the whole, the, the blowjob looks like to, you know, the, you know, to, to, um, to go on about, but then obviously it's nice to kind of have that natural look because I know there's girls out there that haven't had a touch of plastic surgery in their life, but they're the most genuine people. And so, yeah, it, it really depends, again, on the mood, but definitely there's a an extreme and then there's obviously like the, the low end as well. And so sometimes you want to have a bit of in between. Yeah, good. Thanks. Um, uh, Mark, did you have any more questions? No, no, but uh, yeah, no, thank, please, you. Just thank yeah. you for coming on, man. This has been super interesting. Oh, actually, no before, no, before we wrap up, before we wrap up, do you have, all right, so if anyone is listening to this um, and they have maybe never been to an escort before or, or maybe thinking about it, what advice would you give them? Or what advice would you give to anyone who's just a bit unsure about it? Again, I think I touched on this um, earlier on, but if I was to give like some final parting advice for people that are wanting to get, you know, wanted, you know, to see what it's like, or I even just say on just, the fence. <laughs> I feel like a lot of guys are fence? probably on the fence, maybe. Yeah, I would. I would literally say just curious, like you know, you you never know unless you try um, and just sort of go, go, go through Scarlet Blue, go through Escort and Babes. And I, I would actually kind of, you know, m- m- you know, go on a, on a porn site and just kind of watch a bit of porn. You might already done that before, but then obviously try and take aspects. It's kind of like when you're playing a video game and you say, I want this tits, I want this face, I want this, I want that. You kind of want to kind of have a have something in mind and then go for it and just search because there will be there'll be a girl for everybody and I can assure you that um from experience. Yeah, there's a, probably about over two hundred or three hundred girls even in Sydney alone. That's not Melbourne, Adelaide, you know, and then people in New Zealand. It could be Singapore, it could be anywhere. 
So don't like, don't think it's like a, you know, it's going to be something you should be ashamed of. It's more like you empowers you to act on your sexual impulses. And it's kind of like, you know, if you're single and, you know, and you get blue balls because obviously, you know, you're not really having sex. Hey, this could be a perfect way to kind of express your sexuality and try something new. So again, just be curious. These girls, i.e. Kat and, you know, whoever out there, they are professionals. And I can guarantee you that if you um, go for, you know, more the higher end and actually you will get what you're given. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like, you know, Kat will be like a first class Emirates, right? You know, you'll get a good experience, right? You will get a good experience. But if you go on shit star, you're not going to have a good experience. That's awesome. I love the analogy. Um, yeah, thank oh you. God. Thank you so much. I didn't pay him to say any of this, guys. I promise. <laughs> no, because he provide. No, no, no. It cats, um, you know, cats, you know, credit as well. When you go on first class Emirates, you get you like a little amenities while she provides... <laughs> You know, she provides towels, she provides toothpaste, you know, she provides a mouthwash, um, colognes as well. So it's kind of like stepping on a, in a five-star hotel. That's so great. Perfect. I love it. Hey, I'll send you the invoice later on. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for coming oh. on. It's been really nice to hear the client side of sex work, right, uh, from being able to, like, explore your yeah. kinks. Um, being able to kind of like vent your emotions and like share an experience with someone in like a comfortable, like professional environment, having to have like sexual pleasure that is, I guess, convenient and easy and there's no drama or worry about it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's nice to hear that, that side of things. And, and I really appreciate you coming on and being so open about everything. It's, uh, it's been great. And to hear about the first class experience as well. That's a fun time. So, ah, ah. Uh, yeah, thank, thank you. My pleasure. And, and again, I would like to kind of say thank you for allowing me to kind of like sometimes it's kind of getting this all off your chest because I want to make sure like um, I'm a very big advocate, especially in the financial services industry, you know, escorts and sex workers as well are getting, you know, stigmatized to say, hey, look, you're not real. Like you are definitely real. And, and it's a, definitely something that people should be a bit more kind of welcome to. I know that there's a bit of a dark side to it, but it's a legal profession for a reason. So I think everybody out there treat escorts with respect and people that are curious, just go for it because you never know what, you know, experience you might come up with. So thanks you guys. Really, really appreciate well it. Said, well said. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on. No, nah, cheers guys. Thank cheers. you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. Make sure you all like and subscribe. <laughs> just getting that in there at the end.